Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's Marketing Masterclass. Today, we are joined by the wonderful Alex Irving, and we are going to be talking all about meditation through marketing. So, uh, for those of you who have joined us before, um, we're going to be introducing um, Alex shortly, and then uh, we've got a couple of things we're going to work through uh, during this crowdcast. Um, for those of you who are new uh, to our channel, then welcome. My name is Simon. I'm one of the co-founders of Better, Bolder, Braver, the coaching community um, for coaches who are working on their marketing and getting more in touch with how marketing is making them feel. So I'm going to hand over to Francis so you can do your intro. Thank you, Simon. Hi, everyone. My name is Frances Halasji, and I am the other co-founder of the World Braver Community. I have had the pleasure of working with Alex. I was going to say intimately, and then I thought maybe that's going to sound a bit wrong, but I'm proud to say that I've got to know Alex intimately um, because we work together on a one-to-one -one basis. We're also part of the Happy Startup School community. Alex is a very proactive and supportive member of Better, Bolder, Braver and I absolutely love what Alex is all about um, which is making more accessible uh, meditation for many people and is really experienced in doing and guiding meditation but also is very alive to what the challenges are for all of us uh, normal human beings in the world trying to have a meditation practice and I get very energized and I feel very seen and supported when I speak to Alex and he uh, illuminates me um, we would love for you to experience that yourselves and so the session is different in the sense that Alex will be guiding our check-in and we will be doing a bit of meditation in the second half of the session um, and we're going to talk about what it is that kind of happens in meditation and how this relates to what happens in marketing so this is a really interesting subject and i'm just very pleased that those of you who are with us live are here and and please uh, know that what you have to say and how you're feeling is of, of, of great relevance to all of us so please do not hesitate to share in the chat um, so without any further ado um, Alex uh, oh is it fuzzy hi Charlie what's that is it me or is does it sound very fuzzy and noisy there is some traffic in does a little bit Alex mine. could you just check that yeah. your microphone is using your <clears throat> microphone microphone um one of the features of crowdcast is it it chooses the wrong microphone a hundred percent of the time how do i um find that so out? if you hover over your face on the screen and then there's a little cog that comes up change camera is that better that sounds better to me can we still hear you alex Oh dear. We might have gone too far the other way now, Charlie. We've gone into... I don't think we can hear you now, Alex. How strange. This is unfortunately one of the things... 
this is unfortunately one of the downsides of crowdcast is the audio side of it is is really like unsophisticated and basic um <clears throat> yeah so we're just waiting for alex to reconnect with his microphone hopefully he will come back I, shortly I feel really safe and unstressed when alex is around even though we're live and in front of loads of people i'm i'm really oh look he's completely gone now but I'm okay that's all right we'll get him back on um, um there's a poll in the chat which maybe it now is a good time for people to have a quick look at if that's all right um look we've got some lovely people here catherine charlie kieran victoria chris solomon Gemma, david penny and reb hi everyone oh here he is hello are you back maybe um Yay. how do i sound to you perfect no there's no such thing as perfect you sound good enough better than that's, that's less hissy less hissy now that's good wow, i've got like crazy uh, yeah, it sounds much better. Sounds very clear to um, us. Yeah. Yes, you good, are not um, on camera, Catherine. Maybe one day you will be, um, but no, you are not. Yeah. Not, it is not. Um, it is not a Zoom call. This is a, a sort of so, visual podcast, which is Simon, yeah. myself, and Alex, and you are you are very much here, but limited Catherine. to the chat. So I hope that that makes sense. Okay. Right. All the technical yeah. stuff aside, should we uh, get back to let's let's ground ourselves in the moment of where we were before yeah. all that fun stuff. Where Alex, were we before? We were about to go for a check-in, right? That's correct. Yeah, um, which is one of those kind of funny words we use, isn't it? I don't know what who's here, what um, familiarity they will have. Like, oh, let's check in, and there's various ways that one checks in. Um, but I think more like it's, you know, when we meet each other, we say, how, how are you? And um, but we can do this for ourselves. Um, and so actually, I mean, we can all do this right now as a kind of live thing, us three, um, but also everyone else or if they want to can have a go with this as well. Um, and I guess the first thing is like what's going to help you get a bit of a sense of how you're doing right now? You know? And it might be looking away from the screen, actually, maybe looking out the window or I don't know, looking at the wall or, you know, just a kind of experiment, what's going to help you? Some people find closing their eyes helpful, other people, no, nah, not so much, actually. Um, but sort of what's going to help you get a bit of a sense and even without know, making it a big deal. Like, how am I right now? That kind of question of actually, how am I? <laughs> how am I doing? You know, and, and you might just notice what kind of, if anything comes out for you with that. Uh, might be a word pops into your head like yeah good or you know, something whatever it might be um it might be more a kind of felt sense you know a feeling a sort of sensory impression of something um, it might be an image or a sound you know if you were going to express this to someone else how would you do that you know would you would you use a word? Would it be a picture? Would it would it be a gesture? Um, yeah, and maybe can't be bothered with this right now, and that's that's fine. I don't know. Leave me alone. Uh, maybe that's how you are. Um, but yeah, just to kind of get a bit of a sense of how are we? How are you actually? How are you? Yeah. 
and I can start if that's helpful as a um, I'm, I'm feeling really vague actually I've, I've got a cold and chesty thingy and I've been working on morning so I'm kind of like um, and all this technological what's well, what ages are trying to so I'm feeling a little bit kind of um, yeah not entirely grounded uh, a little bit uh, vacant um, but also um, really happy to be here and, and, and quite comfortable in being vacant, being with you. I mean, like all these people in the, in the background of the, uh, the space, but also being with you, Francis and Simon. Uh, yeah, I feel happy as well. So that's me. How about you two? Uh, yeah, I too am also feeling a little under the weather today. <clears throat> um, yesterday I was sort of could feel my batteries running out a bit earlier than normal. And then I woke up this morning and just achy and bleh. But um, yeah. I think I've, I've had this for about a month, maybe six weeks now. And it's just, I'm, I'm bored of it. I'm just bored. So <laughs> um, I, I share your vagueness and coldness, I think, Alex. Um, but also, I think it's 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 a time of quite exciting work for us. So, mm. I I um, published the blog, so I've been in a quite a creative mood for the last hour, and that's energising, putting stuff out into the world. So, um, yeah, uh, groggy but energised. <laughs> Uh, thank you. I, you know, we, we do quite a lot of this kind of jazz and have to check in quite a few times a day, I, I sort of feel. <laughs> um, but I love the way that you invited me to look out the window or do something. And I found myself looking out the window, which is what I do sometimes. Uh, and I realised I was really pleased to be alive, um, which feels a bit profound for a check-in but um, I had an amazing conversation this morning with one of our new members and it's one of those ones where you just know immediately without knowing them from Adam that you can just hit the ground running and get into the important stuff really fast and um, it was a conversation about sort of your business meeting your needs and I just feel really grateful and yeah these kind of conversations I, I find very energizing and um, I feel a lot of love uh, and I feel very safe because whenever I speak to you Alex I, I feel energized and creative and safe and I feel that way with Simon as well so um, I'm feeling very open to this and, and pleased to be here <laughs> cool. oh thanks Chris <laughs> Chris is pleased I'm alive. That's because he, uh, yeah. he was doing a workshop in London and had a free place to stay over the weekend <laughs> because oh. I exist. So that's good. Um, right then. So basically, we were thinking, weren't we, Alex, that there's quite a lot of huh, parallels between sort of some of the more uncomfortable stuff in meditation and the uncomfortable stuff that can be... Uh, around doing marketing and putting yourself out there but then the flip side of that of course is that there's also some really exciting stuff about doing meditation and about doing marketing 
and that both are another effing self-growth opportunity. So uh, I think what would be good is if we maybe try and have one of those creative conversations where we sort of look to draw those parallels for people, which inspired this marketing masterclass. Um, and then, as mentioned previously, the last part of this will be that we invite you to actually do a meditation session for us and perhaps people can use that opportunity to reflect on what it is that we've discussed. Um, so uh, again, as mentioned before, there is a poll for people to uh, look at, which uh, asks, have you tried meditation? And the answers are yes, I love it. Or yes, I struggle with it. Or there's no, I never even thought about it. Or there's no, it sounds a bit weird to me. Um, so if people would like to, thanks Catherine, you can vote on the poll as well as post in the chat and then we'll have some data which we can use today and maybe mm. in the future. Um, so yes, off the back of that, what does it mean to you, Simon? Um, what, what are the parallels that you would draw between meditation and putting yourself out there? I think for me it's a it's a curious question because it, it it I think the reflection that you can do as part of meditation feels like something that if appropriate sharing out loud with your audience could actually enable quite a deep connection um however I also see that sometimes it feels like you don't necessarily want to share everything and therefore actually meditation can be a useful tool almost that you use in the background of your marketing to sort of think about where you might like to take your business your marketing your client work and maybe you know, as, as as much as it can be used externally, out, outwardly in marketing, perhaps it's also one of those sort of like support tools, you know, that you use to reflect on, you know, actually, I, I've made this thing and, and people loved it, or I made this thing and people didn't like it, you know, maybe there's an element there of, of using this to, to be able to sort of process some of the um, things that come up for you in, in marketing. Mm. I'm, I'm drawn to Catherine's uh, comment here uh, around consistency as well. This idea that in order to do something properly, you have to be really consistent and religious about it. And I wondered if, um, yeah, maybe you can speak to that a bit, Alex, to kick us off. The consistency piece. Yeah, I mean, often there, there are, um, they seem to be agreed upon rules or something, you know, like, like, oh, you put it, it's best to do it this way, it's best to do it that way. Rules is not the right word, but agreed upon ways of doing things. Um, I think it's like anything, though, you know, we, we can find it difficult to be consistent with all kinds of different behaviors. And so, um, I mean, for me, what gets interesting is really drilling down into what do we even think we're doing when we're meditating? And then how do we even do that? And then all the stuff that comes up when we try to do it. 
uh, and how do you really make it meaningful and really integrate it into your life? And then it, a lot of that stuff kind of, for me, falls away a bit because, you know, if we can really understand what we're doing and how to do it and really feel confident how to navigate all the challenges that arise and integrate it into our lives in ways that are meaningful and rich and, and really work for us, then it works. Um, but I mean, that's a lot though. All that stuff I just said is quite a lot actually. So it's, it's not surprising that it doesn't happen, you know, and particularly with meditation, there's lots of vaguenesses and stuff that sounds kind of mysterious. Uh, yeah, it can be quite confusing actually. Um, so it's not surprising if people don't really understand it or they get stuck with various things. Um, yeah, I think it's really understandable. I'm thinking about a food diet that I um, <clears throat> recently did and um, still is now part of my life, which I thought was to do with mm. losing baby weight and turned out actually for me to be about developing a mindful eating practice, which was not what I wanted, but what I needed. Um, and a real understanding of what was sustainable so it went from yeah. being beholden to consistency and sort of rules and boredom around sort of the prison that was not being able to eat what I want to this kind of joyous celebration of a, a sort of epiphany of understanding mm -hmm. about a much better way of putting things into my body that was not only nourishing and delicious, but entirely sustainable and sort of uh, easy. And so when I listen to you talking about meditation, I sort of have the same hope that, you know, it goes from even if I'm doing it really well, I still will need to battle with consistency as a thing to being like, I'm not going to be thinking about whether or not I'm doing this consistently because it's going to like get into my genes, get into my soul, get into my cells and I'll just be doing it. And I think I rather like the idea, well, I do very much like the idea of people developing a marketing practice that is as Simon and I call it another self-growth opportunity as we said um, where people are putting it putting themselves out there because they are very proudly offering a gift to people that they want to surround themselves with um, as opposed to thinking it's Monday at 7 30 in the morning so I'm meant to be putting out a post on LinkedIn it just becomes part of who you are and I, I feel that we embody that and so I don't think of myself as doing marketing I'm just living my life and I, I wonder if you're thinking of yourself as meditating Alex or if you've now come to a place of this is who I am and this is what I do <laughs> and, it, and yes you could call it meditating yeah I mean I think that's an important piece how your sense of identity links to um the activity but from which for me also speaks to making the activity your own you know and that means really so as you were speaking there I was having the idea I don't think this way anymore but I used to think of marketing as this fucking thing I should do it involves Facebook or something and all this stuff I hate and it felt like a total disconnect from who I was and what I cared about and but I knew I needed to do it because I mean I wanted to grow a business so it's all external and it's all other people's ideas about what should be happening and then 
oh, actually discovering, oh, marketing can be really actually about what I really care about and then finding a way to communicate that to the right people in the right way that is actually really nourishing and supportive both for me and them. You know, and so then it becomes a kind of, um, it becomes integrated into my sense of who I am and um, functionally works. You know, I'm not trying to impose something called marketing on me. Um, and likewise with meditation, we have all these ideas from various spiritual traditions and other traditions of well-being and, and what have you, that we kind of get, oh, it's probably a good thing. But it's like, I've got to put it, glom, this meditation thing, whatever that is, onto me. And it's like, you feel it doesn't fit and you feel inadequate and a bit useless and, you know, all of that. So it's kind of like how to make that translation. Do you know what I mean? Whether it's with marketing or whether it's with meditation or anything else, I guess. I'm sure there are other things that we could um, see in the same way. Mm. Mm. I see it as like giving yourself permission as well. I'm thinking about this as a platform where we're having this conversation and it's like we we're giving ourselves the opportunity to have this incredible conversation with you because we've put in place this platform um <clears throat> and by that i mean the community and also this crowdcast marketing masterclass would we be talking on this level with you at you know one o'clock on a tuesday with people listening in if it wasn't for the we were trying to give people a gift and let people know that we're here you know, and the magic that happens when you sort of provide the space for something when you don't know what's going to happen and then you feel really energised by it also feels like meditation. It's like having faith that and, and understanding yourself well enough to know that if you put in place the practice or the rhythms, as Chris calls it, of things that that you know are going to serve you all sorts of magic can happen yeah there's a lot to be said for space you know creating space putting in structures and things that can we we don't live in the abstract you know have an idea about something and then it happens it's like we we, we live in relationship and um and on based on structures you know so actually having those structures in place is then things happen you know Hmm. Simon's so pensive. Yeah. I was just thinking about there's a lot of a lot of pressures in marketing. I was thinking about what Francis was saying about, you know, that kind of feeling like, oh, it's seven o'clock, so I've got to post the thing on LinkedIn because that's what I've been told to do. And I think meditation perhaps offers a space to escape from that a little bit because I'm reading that book, The 4,000 Weeks and How to Use Them, um, which I'd highly recommend. Um, it's incredibly thought-provoking, but one of the things in there is this sort of coming to terms with the fact that you you cannot and will not ever do everything. So it's okay to get to a point where it's okay not to have done the things you wanted to do. <clears throat> and that has led me in the last few days to spend some time just thinking and sitting with that idea for a bit and thinking, yeah, actually, do you know what? You're never going to get this all done. So that's okay. And I think 
maybe that's a little bit of that sort of permission thing of just giving yourself permission and taking some time to just think, well, I've been, I've been told I need to do all this stuff, but do I actually need to do all this stuff? And even if I wanted to do all this stuff, <laughs> could I do all this stuff? And just working through that, I find, is has been very, incredibly valuable to my stress levels, I think. I, I normally sit more like this. And I think in the last couple of weeks, I've been more like this. <laughs> it's easy to get quiet when I am with Alex. <laughs> I find it quite hard most of the time. Yeah, what should we talk about? <laughs> Let's talk about your what you're doing day to day so people know Alex tell us what yeah what your practice is in terms of how are you helping people with this stuff yes I mean I teach mindfulness so that's the um teach coach train whatever word is is helpful um yeah and in various ways groups individuals organizations um yeah I mean that's how I spend my day um and it's cool. It's really nice. It's a lovely thing to do. Um, and then got involved with you guys because really wanted to focus on the one-to-one -one stuff. Actually, that's the kind of that's um, I love the group work, um, but particularly interested now at, at exploring and expanding the one-to-one. -one. Um, I like this sort of I have a sense that, that offers a bit more creativity and a bit more uh, possibility for yeah reimagining things a little bit. So that's that's where I'm currently kind of putting lots of energy. Yeah. And tell us about your book, if you will. The idea of it, even if book. It, it <laughs> the the idea it. of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's really the idea that um, meditation doesn't need to be complicated, and it's totally doable. And there's so much horseshit around, and it's and it, it's and that's actually, I I can't help but occasionally get a bit sweary about this, but actually it's. It's not, um, it's not a bad thing how meditations are usually taught. Um, it's just in very particular contexts and frameworks and, um, and um, yeah, all right, Chris, I'll get a bit more. <laughs> um, there are, everything happens in very particular frameworks and contexts, you know, and that serves some people and not others. And my sense is meditation is a lot of scope for um, making it much more, easily to understand and to do and to be powerful because often you often you get it it's easier it can be palatable but it doesn't really do anything it doesn't really change your life you know and then why would you do that why would you sit or do any other sort of activity that on the surface that's completely pointless um why would you do that unless it changed your life in some meaningful way you know, so it's kind of, um, I'm really interested in the intersection of understanding, doing and meaning, you know, getting those th three things really happening together. Yeah, so the book is around that. Mm -hmm. We have a, a lovely question from Charlie here, which I'll read out for you, Alex. I've been thinking about setting up a new daily practice for myself, focusing very specifically on short term practical ambitions rather than the big noble ambitions of compassion and enlightenment and so on. I wonder if you have any suggestions. 
for how you might set that up. Mm. Well, I'm not, I'm not sure exactly what you mean by, I mean, I know what short-term practical ambitions means in the abstract, but I don't know what particular ones you're thinking of, um, Charlie. But what came up for me there was the sense that any, whatever we practice in meditation, whatever skills we're developing or strengths um, we're cultivating in meditation, um, they can be, and I think they need to be specifically transferred or practiced into particular situations. You know, so it might be with the kids or with a very particular work process or a very particular relationship or a very particular thing. It's like, how do I bring that to life in that particular situation? Um, but I don't know if that's what you're thinking of, Charlie, or if you're thinking of um, something else. I don't know. So, yeah, it depends what you mean by, by um, so say more, if you want to say more about what, <laughs> about what you're, the other way around. Intriguing. So. <laughs> I'm thinking, should we get Charlie in and get, practicing very low Practicing ambition. very low ambition meditation. Yeah, okay. Um, we can bring Charlie in. Let's you bring wanna? Charlie in. Charlie, are you it. up for it? This is your area of zone of genius as well, so why not? Yay! Ah, <laughs> oh, these beautiful moments of quiet while we wait for the tech. Is another parallel between marketing and meditation? <laughs> oh, yay! Charlie! How's the sound? Perfect. Yeah, good. Yeah, it's all right. Good, oh, good, good. So, yeah, what, what did you mean? So, I was um, thinking about, you know, the, the, the benefit you're seeking from the meditation, that's what gives you the energy to do it, right? You know, the motivation to sit down, like you're saying, it comes from like, oh, this is, I know I'm going to get some results from this. It's going to benefit me in some way that I can feel. And... Um, I was just thinking recently, like, if I'm trying to meditate on something big, like compassion, or like, you know, how can I be a better person or whatever it is, then it's quite hard to get there in the morning, you know, where like, you've just woken up and you're like, oh, I don't feel quite right. Mm. And uh, so to go from like, oh, so what I'm going to do is sit very quietly and try and cultivate a slightly nicer mind. Whereas I was thinking like, uh, <laughs> I'm like, if it's something like, oh, I'd actually genuinely like to be slightly more punctual today, or I'd actually genuinely like to um, eat slightly better today. You know, like real, real mundane mm, stuff. Mm, mm, mm. And actually, um, the idea of sitting down and, and making those things, those actions slightly more likely by kind of nurturing my commitment to them feels more, more approachable. More like, oh, yeah, I do want those things to happen yeah. today. So maybe if I focus on them for a bit deliberately at the beginning of the day, they're more likely to happen. And I'm, yeah. I'm like, that feels like, oh, okay, I can invest 10 minutes in that. Whereas investing mm. 10 minutes in, like, making the world better feels like mm. a very, very far distance. Yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. Um, it's interesting. I, I come at things a little differently in that um, I'm drawn to an activity mostly from a feeling. And this, this might be a kind of... Uh, individual thing mm -hmm. you know i think like i swim most days 
and it just gets to a certain time of the day and I'm just like, mm, I just sort of, and I know, I know it's gonna, you know, I can rationalize X, Y, or Z, why it's good for me and I should, you know, but a lot of it's kind of like a, a feeling, I'm drawn to that activity because just on a sort of bodily level, there's something about it that I like, that's satisfying, that's um, nourishing, that just feels good or is, you know, engaging with it is going to be satisfying in some way. Uh, so that's why I do it. Mm. And then I post-rationalize about all the, you know, compassion, this, that, and the other. Um, but I'm sure there's millions of ways of approaching all this stuff, Charlie, you know what I mean? So if, if you want to break it down into, um, you know, eating your vegetables and like can really link also for me, like, can you link being punctual? Do you, is there a clear link between why meditation is going to help you be punctual, you know, and being clear on that? Um, other than just wishful thinking, do you know what I mean? Um, so if there is, then awesome. Yeah, I would say. It's interesting to me that um, I'm looking at Chris's comments in the chat um, and Chris is basically saying that the day that he forgot about or let go of any ambition or expectation for meditation, the easier it got to do to keep up. And I, I like, again, a parallel uh, to draw between meditation and putting yourself out there, which is that um, I think what Charlie is saying is I feel like meditation has to be purposeful um, or rather I can use it to address a thing that I want to achieve or I want to be better at and so it makes me want to say to Charlie and also to myself because I, I would put myself and Charlie in the same camp in this regard what does that mean what does it mean that we want to make ourselves better what does it mean that we feel like we need to have a tool or like a process or a thing that's gonna um make us solve something that feels like a problem and like what is the heaviness of feeling like you've got something that you need to change about yourself so that's kind of and what does it mean to to sort of indulge I would say in something if you don't have an agenda like it, it makes me get to know myself better because I'm like why would I do anything if it doesn't have a purpose or if it isn't going to change something about myself and then I'm like well that that feels like I want to change I'm like constantly on a mission to be different. And that feels really unkind to myself. So like, how can we use these questions, like the one that Charlie has brought to us, to actually better understand who we are based on what we expect for meditation to, to give to us? That, yeah. yeah, does that make any sense? I think so. Um, I and mean, what's come out for me is, is, I don't do anything unless it's gonna give me something on one level um but that that something can be very immediate very simple um very accessible and if i load it with a something that is a far is far away out of reach maybe even somebody else's idea about what i should be doing but even if it's my idea it's far away it it cuts me off from where I am now. And so that, there's the unkindness or the kind of the, the separation from, oh, I feel like shit and I want to feel amazing. So, okay, there's a real proper tension there that's quite difficult. Or I feel like shit and okay, is there a way that I can approach this that 
that is actually helpful in this very moment, soothing, or just in some way helpful. Mm. And then it's like, oh, yeah, okay, now I can, I can be, I've got a way to go with this, you know. Um, so it's kind of feels very like a very human level endeavor that when you add it up over time, you know, you've got Charlie's compassion for all beings or you know, whatever your big, big epic. And often, you know, Buddhists are quite good at that. sort of the epic um, vision and, and not to knock that, you know, that, that, that for some people that's super inspiring. Um, but personally, I found, uh, I don't know what the opposite of epic is, but um, like just so human leveled that it, I, I feel like there's there's a, there's a place for me in that. Yeah, and I don't know. Maybe this relates also to marketing. You know, like you've got. I think I saw a thing on LinkedIn the other day. Tony Robbins coaching, bam, you know, and you have this idea of Tony Robbins. Uh, whatever you think about that, for me, it's a kind of out there, far away thing that I don't know anything about. But it's just you know an image. It's like oh, there's the I don't have a human. And then here, ah, oh, human, human level um, mm. interaction, understanding, learning, engagement. Um, it feels more real to have bite-sized snacks of interactional meditation, <clears throat> and that, and yet there's this sort of undertone that it speaks to ginormous stuff <laughs> Do you know what I mean? like um yeah. you don't know yet what it is that you're in the business of being part of sort of thing i've got another thing in the chat wondering if alex from catherine wondering if alex can give me permission permission oh, let's just stop there no wait uh permission to substitute <laughs> listening Oh, we're, we're we're having a bit of a like sub chat about binaural binaural beats as a substitute. As a substitute I, for meditation hashtag hacks. Um, I don't know what binaural beats well, are. Well, it's that it's that you know meditationy kind of sound jobby music that that. Um, <laughs> so I think what Catherine is getting at here. Well, I think earlier Catherine said, oh, does anyone have any thoughts on binaural beats to entertain and train the mind via headphones yeah. while working? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I think, yeah, what's coming up is like, can we do meditation and do something else? Can we hack meditation? I think we all... We like, haven't again, yet why, said what meditation is. Yeah, what is meditation anyway? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's, there's millions of different ways of, of describing it. Um, I like to describe it as something you do to build certain inner strengths. And then that opens the question, well, which inner strengths? And then it's like, well, there are different kinds of meditation. You know, so mindfulness meditation tends to focus on three, which are steadying yourself, befriending your experience or making friends of your experience and uh, seeing what's going on more clearly. So kind of, we could say calm and clarity and compassion or, you know, something like that. So that's, that's the kind of mindfulness is a particular mix of those three in a particular way, but there are other kinds of, of meditation. So, I mean, my question for Catherine would be, 
Like, what do you understand is actually happening when you listen to binaural beats? And what are you growing inside yourself? What's it cultivating? And then it's like, personally, I say, it doesn't matter what you do. If, if, you, if it's, you're getting what you want and you want to get that thing in a different way and it works, great, I would say. Can I add a little bit to that? Please, I was going to say, Charlie is an expert also on getting into what it is that you actually want, need, uh, clear on who you are. So, yeah, please, Charlie, do. Well, I mean, just to, to go along, really, with what um, Alex said, but I think it, that question of, like, well, what is meditation? Mm -hmm. or, or I suppose, what are you going to meditation for? You know, what is it for you? will give you a bit of an answer to, like, whether binaural beats will help. And I think... Mm -hmm informally it's so common that meditations become synonymous with a thing that you can do where you can find some comfort where you can find some relaxation where your mind can become a bit more peaceful and um and so i think if you're looking for an activity that you can do in the day that will give you a bit of peace then yes if listening to certain frequencies helps with that then it's an entirely valid uh, you know activity um but if you if you take meditation like more closely to the definition that Alex is coming with of uh, sort of a practice and means of deliberately cultivating you know inner strengths or inner qualities then um, then I think I, I think that like passively listening to something isn't cultivating something isn't cultivating a skill isn't cultivating a kind of habit of mind and so um, it's a little bit like dry, like riding on the golf cart rather than you know, walking through the field or something. Um, and so the, the benefit of treating meditation as an activity where you're training your mind or you're developing capacities to do something is that it becomes entirely independent. So you don't need to have the right headphones with you or something like that. You just need to go inside and do the thing that helps. Does that sound right, Alex? Yeah, I like that. I like that. Yeah. Um, but it may be, I mean, I've never listened to binaural beats, um, but it may be that by listening to that, there can be still some active engagement with your mind or your inner state or what have you, so that there can be that skill-based uh, happening. Or not, it could just be you're listening to whales or, sorry, that's a bit uh, pejorative, but listening to binaural beats or whatever, and it's just nice, and that's fine, comforting, um, but not having that cultivatory, that's not a word, but cultivation happening. It could it could be a nice preparation for meditation, at least. Yeah. Like yeah. Uh, just as much as clearing the room or closing mm -hmm. the windows or shutting your eyes or something, actually listening yeah. to some calming yeah. tones. I can speak only from my own experience, but I find myself often wanting to listen to meditative music. Not to do meditation, but to kind of calm my mind when it's trying to do something yeah. else, whether it's sleep, work, um with my children who are both under the age of five you know music for me is, a, is a, a great way of switching it out but I suppose the invitation there is like what is the pain that we're trying to mitigate when we have to do something that will soften in a way that we can't just do if we sit in a room and I feel like what you two are speaking to is like again back to the sort of truth of the matter um it doesn't matter which way round you do it, but if you do have to do something in a certain way or you have to re rely on a prop, as Charlie suggests, whether it's the headphones or indeed just the music, what is, 
what is it that means you have to have something there and you can't just do it as Alex says you know in the absence of anything else um yeah let me just see lastly we, we're mindful of time I know that Alex is going to do a beautiful meditation for us just now but let me just check in with the chat if there way was a way to outsource, outsource meditation I love that I'd be a customer yeah. I think you're 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 yeah, you're yeah, poking yeah. us as that, Chris would say Catherine and in a very yeah. generous way because quite clearly there what you're saying is <clears throat> you know what you're saying is of course ironic and you know very well don't you Catherine um yeah. that that's ridiculous <laughs> the <laughs> stuff that you well it's like it's like outsourcing exercise you, need to you know do um, yeah. which also makes me think of um you can get those vibrating plates you stand on that jiggle you I don't know. I don't know how good those are for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? You you, you jiggle. Um, I don't know if there's an equivalent Pro meditation thing. Proxy meditation is so good. There's yeah, some yeah, great yeah. phrases coming up um, today. And yeah, people paying people to pray at the Wailing Wall. Like yeah, exactly. But actually, I mean, for me, this kind of that speaks again to that sort of like are we sort of wishful thinking? On the one hand, but actually, for me, the magic of meditation, but also exercise, getting out for walk, is like actually engaging fully with myself, my surroundings, my life, like that's the kind of, that's the sort of, that's the whole thing of it. So it's like, you know. I think people that, are scared that's... of it. It's like that friend or foe thing, you know, when you're a kid, it's like friend or foe. And now I'm looking at an exercise bike going, what? sometimes it's a really good friend and sometimes it's, it's the enemy. Yeah. And I think, you know, yeah. the meditation is what people probably think of as the enemy, but not being able to admit it to themselves. <laughs> thinking that they need it but being able to pay people to go and do it for them is a way of not engaging with it in the same way as we talk about marketing it's like people are like can you just do it for me it's like what's going on there really go on Charlie oh just uh, um, <coughs> speaking to what you're saying like it, it, how we can like inflate it into this enemy I think uh, the proper English culture of having a nice cup of tea is probably really helpful for deflating that because if you think like, oh, I should probably do some meditation. Oh, how do I do it again? Da, da, da. It's all of this stuff. But if you think like, I think a nice cup of tea would help right now. There's none of that pressure. You're just like, oh, that'd be nice. And in practice, you know, you, you put the kettle on, you wait for it to boil. Then, you, you know, you do the thing with the tea and then you sit down with the tea and you wait for it to get cool enough to drink it. And then you sit there and enjoy the tea. You know, like, it's not very different, is it? You know, you're sort of shifting your mindset. You're taking a time out. But no pressure. No one's going to think like, oh, how are you at cup of tea? You know, like, how is your yeah, cup yeah. of tea practice? Exactly. Like, I feel so much pressure with cup of tea. You know, you'd just be like, oh, nice. And so maybe that's maybe that's a way in is like, start with having a cup of tea. And then like maybe add gentle layers of meditation to it. Just, just so it's a better quality tea time rather than a whole separate foreign undertaking. Yeah, I love that. And we've thought I mean, about walking for meditation. Like people have embraced the idea that you can do walking and it is meditative. Um, <sighs> and it, it kind of begs the question that what, what can't you do and it be med meditative? Because really it's the ritual of doing it and the mind, ironically, it's being able to be mindful in making a cup of tea that allows for making a cup of tea to become a meditative practice. So, Alex, what we can say, I interrupted you. Um, I, I was going to say something like, um, 
there's something here around just the word meditation and all the baggage that gets associated with it and it's kind of like turns it into this thing that we don't know what to do we don't know how to do it and we don't know why we're doing it anyway and it's all about something else and all feels a bit impossible and i mean i think that's half the problem actually is actually if it can become just as straightforward as going for a walk but different it is different <laughs> but it's as straightforward all like charlie says is making a cup of tea but different <laughs> you know then it's like we can get I think people can start to get on with it actually, but most of it's not presented in that straightforward way. It's, it's couched in and linked to all kinds of metaphysics and ideas and images and history. We've got thousands of years of, of and not that any of that's bad, but it's just, it, it comes with a lot of baggage. And then here's me being a bit wound up and stressed and thinking, oh yeah, meditation. And like, what the fuck? You know, it's, it, it's kind of incomprehensible in some sense. Um, but my sense of the reality of it is really simple, actually. Um, if, yeah, it is simple. And if you're interested in it, it's not, you know, you don't have to do it. It's like, it's not, uh, you don't have to drink tea, you don't have to meditate, you don't have to, yeah. I love it. Um, I can relate so much of this to doing marketing, I'd say, um, because I can see how people can pivot from it being the enemy into being the friend. Um, I mean, you know that thing, has anyone been to Thailand in the, did anyone go to Thailand in the in the sort of early noughties and there were all those t-shirts, same, same, but different? Does that mean anything to anyone? <laughs> um, it's probably completely politically incorrect now, but like you could buy vest tops and t-shirts in Thailand when I was there backpacking that just said same, same, but different. And it was a phrase that, you know, everybody understood meant what it says on the tin. But I like the idea of like repurposing an everyday practice, like going for a walk or making a cup of tea and making it different simply by seeing it as meditation. So it's the same thing, but it's different, as you say, Alex. Um, but I'm also speaking to, there's also something that's, that is different you know, that it doesn't look anything like making a cup of tea or doesn't look anything like going for a walk. Yeah. Although you can do those things with mindfulness. That's great. Um, but there's also something that's different, you know, where we're still, we may be more introvert, in, internally oriented. Um, and are learning how to become familiar with and then to guide in helpful ways our minds and our hearts and our bodies and the whole kind of psychophysical being that we are, you know, learning how to gut that in ways that are really fulfilling and helpful and useful and practical. Um, that is not the same as doing some mindful coloring, nothing against that, but you know, that is like, that's, that has its own purpose, but it's like, there's also something called meditation, which is super practical and helpful. I can tell you how we get more clicks, Chris. It might be that, because we've run out of time, Simon's like, God, uh, we've got seven yeah, minutes left, right? We can either do this meditation thing for five minutes and then not have any time for chat, and then it's like, that's fine. Or we can say that Alex can run a workshop for anyone that's here and anyone else that is the meditation that he was going to do today. And then he'll get loads of clicks because hopefully people will listen to this and then go, do you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to. Clicks do that. or chicks? What am I getting? Yeah. <laughs> oh, chicks. Yeah. 
Oh, no, he did God, say clicks. Both, both, All right, both. well, yeah, yeah, yeah we yeah. can talk about how um, can you use meditation to get more chicks another time. <laughs> um, but, you know, because, like, we don't know where things are going to go, um, and that's the beauty of it. We seem to have slightly run out of time. Um, I, said, I said I said I was feeling vague at the beginning. Yeah. I mean, it's up to you, Alex yeah. and Simon. Simon. No, I would say not, just because um, mm. you don't want to. You know, it's nice to leave a little time to really explore mm. things, and you know, it doesn't have to be masses of time, but I think more than six minutes. Um, yeah. So then, my invitation yeah. to you is to. Um, <laughs> this is so me to you. But please, can you uh, do a workshop that is yeah. using the framework for the meditation that you were going to run today? And yeah, then totally. when you share the recording of this, and I write a blog post about this, I'll also share an invitation to do your workshop. Yeah, sure. Um, That's a nice idea. Yeah, um, that's going to be really You know, I was reading today something about different brain networks and that actually there's one whole side of our brain i think it's the right side of the brain it's all about competition and then but we also have functions of way where we can work in collaboration and cooperation and actually that and that was where i was going to go with the meditation piece is actually getting a sense once we steady ourselves just a little bit of what actually comes up for us when we think about marketing when we're engaged in in marketing and and the, all the ways that can be fractious and scrunchy and kind of uh, and you know, all the stuff that comes up and that we can soften and open and kind of move into a mode where the, it's more a sense of collaboration and cooperation and you know we're doing this together you know rather than little old me here trying to manipulate the world out there so that people buy x y or z you know well you know um, what, Alex, so that was what it was going to be about yeah and like meditating with others and and whether you find that easier or whether you're and this feels like it's sort of a parallel in itself to charlie and my and the binaural beats thing catherine's thing of like tools and purpose and like mm, guilty sort of moving from a to b and having to have props and your thing, Alex, of like you and the room and the quiet and the no need for the walking. And like, I'm interested because I'm I'm like proudly someone who is going to always prefer to do it with people. Yeah. Um, but I think the stuff That's... does speak to like, are we alone? How do we work with people? How do we work with props? Mm. What do we need? Yeah. I think it's a really important piece around um so much now and particularly now we're all on the other side of a screen from each other that um so much of this is is uh solitary mm. and that that's a lot harder in many ways um and so i think there's a lot to be said for getting together with other people um with all of this um yeah so there's, i think there's definitely space and scope for really fleshing that out and valuing that and um, I also like that Charlie's happen. thing in the community about biscuits. You know, we've kind of gone on this thing of like, but what are the biscuits? And um, like, where do the biscuits come into the practice? You know, like, what's the free thing? <laughs> I don't know. 
folk, when you're doing meditation, do you need to have an enticing biscuit on your table, as it were, just to kind of start the process? Or, you know, what's the thing that you're going to leave off? Um, oh, thanks, Kieran. <laughs> See, Kieran remembers what biscuits were even being discussed. <laughs> and I got on the phone, Simon, wow. afterwards, and I was like, this is, this is what it's all about. It's like, what you know, when it's you're helping biscuits. people design a product, you need to work out what is their version of Charlie's Biscuit. That's what they really need help with. It's, um, it's called the yeah. law of triviality. Is it? Is it? Yeah, it's from from Parkinson's law, where he says, oh, yeah. uh, um, in a meeting, the most trivial thing takes up the most amount of time. Um, it certainly no. It in terms of anyway, it's a, a different thread. But um, I, I think I it's. Sorry, you go ahead, Alex. I was going to say I used to um, be the director of a, a Buddhist charity. I'm not a Buddhist, but like somehow I was director of a charity and we spent nearly six months of meetings trying to negotiate whether or not we were going to stop having tea at a certain time at certain <laughs> events like that was the most significant thing i ever dealt with in all the years of being involved with them i love it and i think chris is onto something but i think that the workshop should be chicks clicks and biscuits or Quick. you know something that is gonna that's the thing that's gonna make people want to be at the workshop <laughs> they'll be like what do you mean biscuits <laughs> I, I, I think for me it when I think of like where I was starting my question wind up on here was you know about how to make it something more immediate and I think it is like it's it's knowing like not not the mind that you're gonna be in the meditation or the mind that you're gonna be at the end of the meditation but like thinking about the mind that you are when you actually need the meditation you know, so when you are stressed or overwhelmed or frantic or, or super distracted mm. or something like that, like what's going to speak to that mind? And it might be the biscuit more than the compassion for living beings. And so um, I think like I'd love to hear more maybe another time from Alex of, of like bridges into meditation for those moments where mm. like we're actually saying to myself, I'm going to make that nice cup of tea and sit on my nice cushion might help more than I'm going to devote the next hour to liberating all living beings or something. Oh, I love that. Can you please yeah. have a chapter, Alex, that's called Bridges into Meditation Bridges. in the book? That if I talk to you about enough times, will actually be published? Yeah. I, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm still not sure whether having a thought about what's going to happen afterwards. I'm sure, I mean, I'm sure that's helpful. You know, having a thought about what's this going to give me, you know, when I'm a, being a raving idiot, you know, I, I'll have some clarity. So I'm going to do my meditation in order to have that available to me when I'm being a dick. But um, I think that's important. Maybe that's helpful. <laughs> but I don't know, for me, the actual, the very gesture of doing it is kind of... But this might be a personal thing. It's the same with when I, like I was saying, when I go for a swim, it's kind of just like, oh, it's a nice thing to do. And then, yeah, I feel better afterwards. But other people might actually flip that around entirely. So this might be really worthwhile, actually. I, there may be a blind spot for me. Yeah. For other people, it might be, I don't really don't want to do this. It feels like shit. But I know that when I've done it, life's better. On that note. Which I'm I think gonna, is what you're I'm talking gonna... to, Charlie. Yeah. I'm I'm going to talk to containment and say I don't necessarily Different like time. to do it, but I know that when I do it, it feels better because we've got 
30 seconds left until the hour and I want people to feel better and feel contained yeah. by this session because otherwise we just spill out and part of the practice of meditation is to say I'm going to give myself 10 minutes because if I don't give myself 10 minutes I might have some kind of existential crisis or I'm going to feel like a failure so um, I think there's something in this that's like it's sad because we could carry on and do it forever and it like I kind of want to gorge out on it but also we can't next so time next time contain it yeah um where can we find you alex you can find me i'll put something in the chat shall i i've got your yeah. website link here if you'd like me to post that <laughs> yeah li link linkedin's also quite um quite yeah. good cool um, post your linkedin as well um i think this is I've... to be continued um yeah let's um having everyone here oops Thank you to the latecomers um, and to those who've been here since the beginning and will be here till the end. Um, you can find Simon and me. Well, Charlie, where can people find you? Because it's been a joy having you with us today as well. Oh, charlesdavids.com. Um, and Simon and I and Charles and Alex hang out in the Better Boulder Graver community along with a lot of you lovely people. And those of you listening on um, repeat, I hope you're enjoying doing whatever you're doing, whether it's just sitting in a room and listening or making your lunch, doing the ironing, going for a walk. It's all right. Uh, however you want to digest this, these, uh, these sounds is, is you have permission and I hope you get joy from it. Um, in terms of the polls, everyone loves meditation. <laughs> I don't no believe one, it. I do not no believe one. it. I've got yeah. three for yes, I love it, and two for yes, I struggle with it. Um, so yeah, that's good. Everyone time. else was 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 kind of I don't buy that. what we were saying. <laughs> well, um, we can revisit the poll after a few more people on replay. So if you are watching this on Crowdcast replay, do click at the bottom where it says poll. You can still vote, and then we can uh, we can come back to that. Uh, and and see how the wider audience have uh, have uh, interacted. Thank you, Simon. Uh, do you want to round this off with some sort of sentient sense-making statement? Well, yes. Thank you, um, Alex and Charlie, for joining us, and thank you, Charlie, for spontaneously joining us. It's been uh, it's been a lot of fun. We'll definitely have to come back uh, to carry on the conversation, and there will be a. A follow-up post all about Alex's session that he has um, very kindly agreed to do, which is wonderful. Thank you, Alex. Um, if you would like to join more conversations from us, then you can do. Um, you will get an email from the lovely Crowdcast saying about upcoming conversations. If you're feeling keen now, then in your uh, top left corner, might be up here, um, you can click and go to our channel and see what else is going on uh, in our future conversations. And if you would like to hang out with all of us uh, and have more of this type of conversation, then uh, do uh, come and give our community a go. There's a button below that says, join for more conversations just like this, which is exactly what you'd be doing. So do click that, give it a whirl. And yeah, look forward to speaking to you all um, on another conversation soon. Thanks so much, everybody. Peace. Brilliant. Bye. Cheers. Bye. -bye.